0: to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, how are you? Hola, hola, que pasa? What is going down? I have a ridiculous amount of energy inside of my body right now because I have finished writing the book like it's done, like I don't need to tap tap away. I put my press on nails back on, <laughs> it's official. The book has been written. Oh my god, I feel like I had a baby! Like that's what it feels like right now. I have, I'm like so energized, I'm back to like high energy, crazy vibes. I'm doing a whole podcast on what I learned through the process of writing a book because. There's a lot of key takeaways that even if you're never, ever planning on writing a book, lessons that I want to share with you that that are so life lessons, like incredible life lessons from writing a book. So that is coming to your face, coming to your ears very soon. Um, We sold out of our pre-orders. I can't even tell you. 200 books sold. It's crazy. I love you. I appreciate you. i realized as well how tangible a book is. You know, it's usually 30 bucks, $24. It's not high ticket, but it's high value. Uh, And it's going to be circulating the globe forever, even when I'm not on this planet anymore. So that is exciting. And I can't wait for you to read it. If you bought it, if you haven't, I can't wait for you to buy it and read it. So I wanted to talk today about the social dilemma situation, because obviously your girl loves the social media game. I love Instagram. I love LinkedIn. I love I love LinkedIn now. Can you believe I just said I love LinkedIn? Oh my God, who am I, Erica? What happened to me? 2020 has taken over. I never used to like LinkedIn. And I actually, my girl Ruby Lee, shout out to Ruby Lee from Own Your Hustle. She is the bomb, LinkedIn queen. And she was teaching my mastermind, my business group about the importance of it. And I was really a skeptic and now I love it. Long story short, I love LinkedIn and I'm on there. So come and say hello to me. And I I watched that Social Dilemma movie on Netflix with my husband. And it was one of the nights we were taking a break. I didn't want to write till 2 a.m. I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch this show. And let me tell you, lots of feelings, lots of mixed feelings about the show. But also, and overall, I do believe that it's really important that we parents, that parents, especially parents with teenagers, what? Oh, my God. That we... I don't have teenagers, but I'm a parent, right? That we think and pay attention to what our kids are watching. Even 20 year olds, even the young college year, you know, college age kids, because yo, That is what I feel bad about the generation that we're living in right now. The young kids, I feel like the lack of confidence is some next level shit. It's a it's a technological next level of confidence, lacking and comparison. It's crazy. So technology is amazing. Y'all know, I love it. This is how I built my business with Instagram, with with, you know, the podcast, with Facebook, all of it. But I do believe that there were some really valid points. If you haven't watched this movie and you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, it's on Netflix and it's called Social Dilemma and remember Netflix is a powerhouse corporate business as well okay let's not forget that like Netflix I see what you're doing so they have an agenda like everybody does and that's cool but I did think that the movie had a lot of valid points but there was also some shit that I want to explain and talk about that I realized and me and my husband were talking about this and I thought fuck this will be a good episode. Just to see what you think. I'd love to hear from you as well after this. Message me, email me, hit me up on Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever you are. I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. So, here's what was interesting. They had people that used to work at these big ass companies like Google and Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest. And they were talking about how it first started and now where it is. Now the, the AI, is that what it's called? Yeah. The artificial intelligence, the algorithms, all that shit. Basically, it's a big marketing machine. They get to know what you like. They send you more of what you like. They, they divide your side. So if you're a polit, if you're a fucking Democrat, they're going to show you the shit you like. If you're a anti vaxxer, they're going to show you that. If you're a pro this, they're going to, whatever. They're going to show you what you already like and, and supposedly like which is a little bit crazy because they put you in a box based off of a few posts you liked or something you clicked on and they only show you that, really. Like, that's all you get to see. So it's not fair. It's not um, helpful. I really agree. My husband always talks about how we should follow people we don't agree with. That's another fucking podcast. We should follow and listen to people that we don't agree with. Raise your hand while you think that's important. (laughs) Yes, over to you. Why do you think that's important, Erica? Listen, it's important because it challenges your own bias. It challenges what you think and know to be true. It's. It, I'm not saying agree with people, but when you can, when you have the ability to step in someone else's shoes and see how they see the world, and that's a very difficult thing to do. I'm not saying think about what you think they think. I'm saying stepping into their shoes and seeing the world as them and seeing what they've been through and why they think that way and going, Hmm, I can understand. I did a podcast about this. Like you don't have to agree, but you could choose to understand basically. And I think it's important because they were talking about how, how all these big powerhouse social media companies and Google and all that don't do that. What they forgot to talk about, which pissed me off is that YouTube, especially Google, all of those companies, Facebook, this year, 2020, coronavirus year, coronavirus, this year, what they forgot to tell you in that movie, or they forgot to say, is that they have been blocking content. And now, it doesn't matter if you're a conspiracy theorist or not. It doesn't matter, by the way. This is not That's not what this is about. What matters is that we have human rights and choices and, and freedom of speech and power of the press and all that jazz. And when big-ass companies block you, and, and oh my God, so many people have been blocked that I follow on YouTube. It's crazy. And you have to think there's got to be an agenda going on. They didn't talk about that. And I wish they would have talked about that because that's in reality, what's actually happening right now. And it was a very 2020 coronavirus documentary. So it's very like modern and new. It's not some old bullshit about social media. So I didn't like that. The other thing that they did in the documentary was they talked about the tech and how it changed and what they were intentionally trying to do and I thought that was really I thought it was cool to see people who felt bad about what they created who left their jobs and felt bad like fuck I feel bad of what I did at Pinterest or what I did at Facebook like it's nice to see humans um, like say I fucked up and here's me trying to fix it and explain why it's broken and I feel bad that I did it kind of thing like that's what I got from that and then there was another part where I didn't really love, and it was this this narrative. There was a narrative, and I think they were doing it on purpose because I believe this this documentary was aimed at parents that have teenagers. That's what I believe, based off of what they did. So there was a kid who started watching Instagram. It looked like an Instagram. And he was paying attention to videos and watching that. He had a broken heart. You know, he was getting pinged. His phone kept going ding, ding and different notifications. And he was basically addicted to his phone. And his sister was addicted to her phone as well. But she had like body dysmorphia. She didn't think she was pretty. The typical shit that young girls are going through right now. And boys go through it as well, by the way. But they didn't show that. It was a girl problem only in this documentary, which is another problem. And so this boy is like following this guy who's like a conspiracy theorist kind of guy. And he's doing videos and he's watching and it looks like he's getting brainwashed by this guy, right? Which I think is a little bit extreme, but then they started showing protest. They started showing protest. They started showing, um, the kid watching videos of people doing protests and they basically made protesting, which is something that is legal, something that got created for society, for us to be able to have a freedom of speech. It's not something created for violence. I know 2020 protests have got a nasty name, but that's not what a protest is meant to be. It's not meant to be people burning shit down and fighting and shooting and running people over. Like, that's not what a protest is. So they were showing this kid and then all of a sudden he's walking down the street and his sister's waiting for him in the car and he ends up in a protest. Like all of a sudden he ends up rocking up to some protest, which is just ridiculous. And I feel like would make parents be scared of protest or kids that care about something like global warming and going, don't go to the protest. And that's not healthy. Like we need to be able to express how we feel, whether we agree or not. I don't always agree with the way people do things, but it's a human right. We're allowed to do that. And so I feel like this film kind of, I don't know, it kind of gave the narrative that it's dangerous for your kids to follow people on social media who think different things and it's dangerous for them to be at protest. Because then this kid got arrested. His sister ran out. It was so dramatic. Like, what's happening? And her by her just trying to rescue her brother. She got arrested. Blah, blah, blah. You know, all this stuff. So overall, and a lot of my clients were like, Erica, don't you think it's weird that Netflix is telling us not to be on our phone? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, okay, you're reading into that. All right, I hear you. I see you. I hear you. And I get it. I understand. But I do think that there's so much importance, the amazing, and I'm going to link it in the show notes, the amazing Russell Brand did a video, a bit of a review video on what he thought about the documentary and what he said was so powerful. And I'm going to link it because I'm not going to pretend to say it, how he said it It was so good. You got to go watch it. I love listening to him talk. He's my Gemini twin. I'm obsessed with him. He's amazing. And he said something along the lines of, we have evolved as a species to be in certain amounts of groups. So we have evolved maybe to be in a group of 50, a group of 75, a group of 100, let's say, right? I'm throwing numbers out there. But we have not evolved to live in groups of millions. We have not evolved to live in groups of millions. And when you think about the internet and when you think about someone who's an influencer or a celebrity or whatever, who decides to open an Instagram page and now all of a sudden 50,000, 500,000, 50 million, people are following them and picking them apart and having an opinion about every single thing that they say. And he's like, we are not designed. We have not evolved to be able to handle that. We don't have that algorithm. You know what I'm saying? We don't have that ability because we were never destined and meant to be in groups of 50 million people. You know, we have that tribe mentality shit where we want to fit in. I talk about it in my book, by the way, coming up, upcoming book. Let me do a little shameless plug in case I didn't tell you at the beginning. <laughs> I'm going to be doing that shit, by the way. When my book is out, I'm going to be doing all, you know, like in my book, like confidence feels like shit. You know, that book, um, swipe up, <laughs> you know, see, he's like, he's telling us the shit that we know about tribal mentality and how. We, we do want to fit in. Like, hello, we have an old ass brain. We have this prehistoric times where we were in tribes and it, we had to stick together. We had to fit in in order to survive. Right. But now you got like 8 billion people on the planet. So many people with differences and they believe different things culturally, religiously, energetically, spiritually, everything, all the leads. They believe all kinds of different things. And how are we meant to be able to handle all of the messages, all of the DMs, all of the, the critics, all of the negative things that people have to say about you when you do something and you put yourself out there, Lady Gaga, all these celebrities that have fucking breakdowns, you know, and, and I was always like, I'll fucking get over it. You're a celebrity, like be ready for that shit. But he made such a valid point that made me go, damn. Because I'm like, bring it on. Talk about me. I know you're going to talk about me. What am I going to do? Fuck it. I've said you could talk about me. I'm a public figure. I'm writing a book. I know you might not like my book. You may not like my fucking podcast because I swear. You may not like my vibe because it's pink. Cool. But the reality is I'm saying that in my little bubble of 40,000 followers and my little life. I don't have, I'm not on the cover of television and I'm not getting fucking snapped up by the paparazzi. They're not talking about my kids. They're not trying to take photos of my kids. That's another world. And I understand by what he said how how it could affect us, especially when you think about teenagers. Especially when you think about your teens and your kids, you know, who who are trying to fit in. And high school's hard, you guys. Like high school is hard. Never mind high school in 2020. Never mind high school in you know, now in 2019 and when there's Instagram, I can't even imagine there being Instagram when I was in high school. I'm sure somebody would have taken some really bad photos of me, put them everywhere. You know, that that shit's just another level. It's another layer that kids have to think about now. And so here's my, here's my little advice invitation. Ending of this is by letting you know, number one, you know, social media is yours. You get to choose how you use it. Only you can know. One of my girlfriends, Taylor, who also has a podcast. She's incredible, The Collective. She's the bomb. Go check her out. She did a podcast with me, actually. And Taylor talks about how she talked to me about today that she was realizing that she was using social media so much, like Instagram, and now she's doing like an hour a day. She's going in there, posting, doing this, and she's putting it in her calendar, which I thought was so amazing. I don't have this problem because I'm doing so much shit that I just go in, I post, and I'm out. I can't really sit there and you know, go back and forth and and watch people's stories and do all that shit. I can't do it. I'm not an asshole. I just can't do it because I'm creating so much stuff and it's just me doing it. So an idea that I have, if you want to work with your kids or yourself on this is give it a time. If you have teenagers, I highly recommend they watch this show, this movie. It's a great idea for them to understand that there's a dopamine hit, that there's a mental, physical, like mental thing that happens to us in our brains when we are on our phones and how we need our phones and how we're addicted to our phones. It's so powerful. But also, I think if you are, if you're not a teenager, if you're a grown up, you're a grown ass person, like you need to know yourself. I know that my phone is not just my phone. My phone is my internet banking. My phone is where I make money. My phone is how I look after my clients. My phone is how I, I'm on my phone right now doing this podcast. Like my phone is how I I speak to the world, how I create my content. Like my phone is my video camera or my phone, you know, like, I mean, sorry, my photo, you know, um, Photo camera like it's not just a phone. I'm not just addicted to my phone. There's so many things that our phones are now. And I think it's really powerful if you yourself can reframe what your phone is. So many people are like, I don't want to be stuck to my phone. I'm sorry. But if you want to be successful and you want to grow an audience organically, authentically, social media has to be a part of your strategy. It has to be. That's where the people are. You go to where the people are. You serve the people. Do you have to be addicted and stuck to it 24-7? No. But you'd be kidding yourself, especially if you're starting out in business, to say that you're not going to be on your phone. I'm sorry. Like, we got to evolve with what the world's doing. That being said, boundaries. That being said, know what's good for you. That being said, know who to follow and who not to follow. Know that you can't sit there consuming content. It's not going to make you feel good. Your eyes will start burning. You'll feel depressed. You'll feel like shit. If you start following too many good accounts of women with, you know, fucking 24 packs and they're like bikini body, all this bullshit. Remember that what you see is not always real most of the time. That's why I talk about how I use filters and I'm like, this is my filter. I love it. Yes, I I tell y'all use a filter. I don't care. Use it. Don't use it. Doesn't matter. But please don't get it twisted and start comparing yourself to people on social media. Show your kids this movie. Talk to your family about it. Bring it up. Maybe set some boundaries. Like, me and Hamish, no one, we're on our phone too much. I'm like, all right, babe. He's like, all right, babe, shit, let's get off. We put it down, we put it in a, a little fruit basket thing in our house put it away. And then we're like, hi. And we look at each other in the eyes. Hello, how are you? And I really try hard to look at my kids in their eyes. I know this sounds crazy, but parents, you feel me should be busy, but like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Go out, sit down. Yeah. Watch YouTube, whatever. But now when my kids are talking to me, I'm like, hi Raven, look at me. I'm like, hi baby. And I make eye contact with him. And he's almost like, whoa, like, what are you doing, mom? Like chill? Because I want him to see that. I see him. I want him to see me You know, we want that intensity, we want to have eye contact, we want to be connecting. This is how we connect as well when you're not using your phone, is looking at someone, you know, listening to someone with your whole body, not on your phone and listening, right? Another thing I think that was really um, powerful at the end, they did share a few things you could do. But I think it's really powerful to know when you've had enough to have a detox to know, do you need to stop at 9pm? Or are you one of those people that you can be on your phone all the way till you go to bed, and you're fine. But maybe it's the morning that's not good for you. Maybe first thing in the morning, picking up your phone makes you feel like shit. You guys, no one's gonna tell you there's all these fucking blogs about the best way to do it. No, the best way to do it is the way that you know yourself. Do you know what's good for you? If you don't you need to get to finding out. For me, I know in the morning, I could check all my shit. I feel good. I know at night, too late at night, I don't need to be on my phone. I don't need to be on my phone too late at night because I won't get shit done. I'm I'm really wound up then. I can't sleep. I'd be taking magnesium, y'all. I can't sleep if I'm too wound up. I know myself. But in the morning, I'm on fire. I'm like, bam, if I get a nasty email, cool, doesn't matter. Next thing, let's go. I feel ready for my day. One of my other um, good friends, she's only checking her email at four o'clock. That's what she's doing. So she told all her clients, don't email me unless it's four o'clock. I'm not checking it once a day. So now she's getting a little bit of structure and boundaries because she was finding that she was constantly on her phone, constantly available, constantly replying. So you could still run a million dollar business, be a boss bitch, you know, have a lot of followers, be an influencer, all that jazz and have boundaries with your time on the internet. But if it's not bothering you and you're good to go, cool. If you got teenagers, you got to teach them this. How do you teach them? By you doing it. Not by telling them, do not tell them, get off your phone and you're on your phone 99% of the time. That shit's not going to work. You're going to have to come to a a resolution together and say, I'm going to get off my phone. What about you? Let's put our phones here. Let's do this. I would say work with your kids as opposed to telling them what they need to do. When kids are after the freaking seven years old, they're, they're pretty switched on. Seven-year-olds are pretty switched on. They could agree and they could work with you on something and go, All right, this is what we're going to do. As opposed to going, give me the phone, get off the phone and making it a bad thing because who knows? They might grow up and become business people or have a run a business where they need to use their phone. They might create an app. Phones are fantastic. They're, the fucking technology is amazing. We got to be on it. And I don't even have enough time to tell you about the crazy child sex, pornography, pedophile bullshit that this year has brought us all around the world. And if you don't know, there's like 30 million people being sex trafficked and about 10 million of those are children. Sex trafficking. Okay. It is a real fucking thing. So if you got teenagers, if you have kids with phones, you need to know what they're watching. Even YouTube for kids is a bunch of bullshit. There's a lot of nasty shit in there. So watch this show, watch this documentary. If you got kids, make it a family night, get some popcorn, get it together, watch it together. But more than watch it, when you finish, have a meeting, talk about it. Let's dissect it. Let's rip it apart. What did you like? What didn't you like? How did that make you feel? And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the internet is an amazing tool. Like anything, you need balance. Like anything, you get to choose how you use it. Don't let that shit use you. You use it. And if it's making you feel bad, then it's it's using you. If it's making you feel bad, it's not helping you. You need to check in with how you feel. Close your eyes. Feel yourself. Do I feel good? Do I feel stressed? Do I feel bad? Does that account make me feel good? No. Does that account make me am- angry? Yep. Get rid of it. Get rid of the stuff. Call that shit. Marie Kondo, that shit. Marie Kondo, your social media. Marie Kondo, your Instagram and your Facebook and your LinkedIn and all that shit that you don't want to be looking at. Marie Kondo, that shit. That's it. I love you. My love, so many of you have messaged me about the pre-order. And if you missed out, please do not worry. Please head to thequeenofconfidence.com and sign up for the waitlist. As soon as that book is available, you will be the first to know. You will get an email from me with a link where you can purchase the book. I cannot wait for you to read this. I love you and I thank you. Head to thequeenofconfidence.com, sign up for the waitlist and I will email you as soon as that book is ready to go. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time, your energy, and your attention. Please do me a favor and head over to Apple iTunes. Subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it. And if you feel called to, leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. I'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world.